G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Let's turn our attention back to the nation of India today. Why India? Because India is one of those nations in the world where it's getting harder and harder to be open with Christian faith. And there are challenging times, but those challenging times are also spurring on those who are at the coalface, those preachers, those pastors who are bringing the gospel to the nation of India who are not holding back even though things are getting tougher. Let's come back to another special guest who's with us once again today, who is leading as many as 500 plus pastors under his spiritual oversight. He's the senior pastor and director of Agape Global Ministries in India. A special welcome back to 2022 pastor, Dr. Abhishek Masi. Abhishek, welcome along. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Abhishek, I wanted to ask you about when things start to tighten. We're aware that it's harder to be a Christian, harder to preach the gospel in India these days. There's a rising Hindu nationalism. It's government-driven, and uh, Christians are finding it harder and harder to have an equal place in society. When you're under this sort of pressure, how do you deal with that? When you're leading these preachers, these pastors, uh, you're leading congregational members across a wide variety of states in India, and they're feeling the pressure. How does that work? So we stand on a principle that Jesus said, love your enemies, don't hate you know, so we love our people. We stand on the ground on the principles of the Word of God. And uh, we become a light, you know, through our lives. We set an examples to tell them, you know, so we are your same brothers and sisters. We are one of them, you know, and we have, we have a transformed heart, you know, and we love you and we are there for you. I still remember my wife, her name is uh, Hosanna, and uh, she's coming from a non-Christian background. And she comes from a Brahmin background, a very staunch Hindu. And the whole family is still not saved, and uh, they have been migrated to Nepal. And my wife had an opportunity to travel down to Dubai, and she was working in a multinational company. And some of her friends were sharing about Lord Jesus Christ. And finally, she accepted Jesus Christ as the, uh, as the personal savior of her life. And when she was there, she took this news to the family back when they were in India and half of the family were they, they were in Nepal. And uh, they were not happy with it. You know, uh, the uncles were not happy. The mother was not happy. The brothers and sisters were not happy. And for a long time, you know, there was no connection with her. And finally, 
She stood on her faith and she went through a lonely time. She was rejected. She was laughed. When she used to go back to her uh, house and meet the family, nobody used to invite her. So that loneliness was there. But slowly, steadily, God started working in and through her life. Her faith started growing. She was able to see God is answering the prayer. And slowly, steadily, after some years of time, she was able to see the mother's life is changed, the brother, the sister. Now the family is accepting and they are seeing the fruit uh, and the love of Christ through her life and the miracle works that Jesus is doing through her life. So many times, even, uh, you know, one more testimony like mom. My mom comes from a Rajput background and she was a daughter of a pundit. And when she accepted Jesus Christ, the father was so annoyed that she, uh, he, uh, he said uh, to my mother that uh, you have brought a curse. And she was kicked out of the house and she was all alone on the road that evening. But praise be to the Lord, God sent a person that adopted her, and that's the way she was changed. And finally, it took some time for the family to understand it. But later down, they've accepted. Even the mother got saved. And, you know, God is our miracle-working God. So often when people come to the Lord, they find the rejection, that pressure. But when they hold on to the faith, God does the miracle. Christianity is gaining a real foothold in India in the sense of uh, you have a small percentage uh, by way of your national population, which is over 1.4 billion, and there's a long, long way to go. But when you are coming with the good news, we talk about the gospel, the good news as compared to what people are facing with their cultural backgrounds, how do you say the good news of Jesus makes a huge difference when you compare it to what people are coming from, which has shaped their own belief and their culture? See, uh, if you're going to see on paper, the percentage can be very low when it comes to Christianity in India. But off papers, you're going to see that many, many, many are coming to the Lord. So if I calculate that percentage, it can be more than 50 to 20 percentage that the Christianity has jumped in last 15 to 20 years. And that is why there is so much of persecution and talked about, you know, a society, how the Lord is changing the lives of people. So 15 to 20 percent of Indians, and that's an estimate that's not supported by evidence from the surveys that come from official authorities who perhaps would not like to see numbers like that. Yes. Do you think that this drives some of the sentiment towards Christians that might be coming from even government authorities uh, that somehow or other the favour upon those who are Hindu uh, ought to be supported a lot more because Christianity actually is providing some level of threat to the national culture? Very much. uh, There are many incidents, you know, when you go out expressing your faith and... uh, See, I have a church where all the people are non-Christians. They are having the same title. They are having the same name. Some of the names are, you know, coming from a Hindu name itself. They have not changed it, you know, but they have changed their lives. Uh, Jesus is the Lord of their lives, and they are walking into the same title. Yes, on the papers it is different, but the reality is far what we see today. So... Uh, as we were talking about the pressures among the people, right? Yeah. So many times when people come to their faith, they have to stand uh, 
in the workplace many times they are being rejected why because they express their faith they can't socialize and ming- uh, mingle with the same culture and with the same uh, functions as different religions are having so at that time they feel the rejection many times some of our people when they go to get the house they are not able to get it because why they are pastors they are believers so now the 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 people are not ready to give them they feel that they are christians they will do the conversion and all these things but the truth is not like that we carry the love of lord jesus christ so the constant pressure is there in the society when we stand there is a society that accept us this is towards the educated society there is a society that does not understand they they see us as criminals they see us uh, you know that uh, we uh, we just want to change the religion and uh, and with that with that misunderstanding many times there is a huge pressure on the people in india living today the pressure that is increasing and you yourself uh, you've been uh, confronted uh, with an axe attack you've been miraculously delivered from a mob that has uh, raised up to come and take you and your wife and police arrive just in the nick of time but persecution or the pressure that comes upon Christians is much more deep and broad than that. And as you were sharing stories of your own wife and your own family around the ability to rent a house or the job that you have, whether you'll be promoted in that job, these are the pressures that are quietly coming on Christians. Is that the way you'd describe it? Very much true. It is coming. It is coming very strong also. Many members in our church have felt it. Let me give an example of my son. My son goes to the school. He is Daniel. He is eight years old, and he loved to recite the Word of God. And there was a time in his school he was uh, at his fancy dress competition. So people were asked to uh, come as they want. So some of them they have taken a different character. And my son he loves Daniel, uh, David in the Bible. So he took a character of the David. and he went to recite psalm 23 and uh, and he said i'm here to recite the bible psalm 23 and the teacher of the school ran and stopped this little boy uh with a with with a very staunch face and this child was really shaken and she never allowed her to speak about the verses from the bible and uh, he had to sit though my son is studying in a christian school in a catholic school but there are other teachers also that don't allow the children to come up their faith and there is so much of pressure and he came from the school broken and crying and uh, as a child he was so disturbed so even i'm giving my example from my family that the pressure is always there you know when people have uh, Uh, in the jobs when they have parties they will invite everybody but if you're going to share about your faith or you know your belief then you are out of that list even in my friends my friends where i grew up in my college uh, when i started sharing about my faith uh, you know they uh, when i was not sharing about my faith i was the best buddies to them and when i started sharing about my faith they never invited me they were never friendship with me they used to laugh at me and i used to carry the bible in my bag and they used to say hey we have a priest in our college and uh, they used to mock me they used to laugh me laugh at me so there was a constant pressure and we were uh, put to loneliness we were put towards rejection but god never leaves no forsake you know 
And I am so glad that my son, when he was asked for the second time, he went with the same thought that this time I will not act to become David, but this time he became Jesus in his in his fancy dress competition, and he went with the verses. But again, he was stopped to declare his his faith and his love towards God. Abhishek, your ministry now goes way beyond the borders of India. And I imagine that while we are talking about the pressure that is coming upon Christians in India, uh, there are other nations that you're working in, nations like Bhutan, uh, Bangladesh, in Nepal. Uh, these nations, some of them have very strict rulings and persecution is much worse uh, than what we might hear of in India. Uh, Bhutan, for example. Very true. Bhutan, I, I'm, I'm at the borders of India, Nepal and Bhutan. I always travel there and that's the time I was looking to these places. If you talk about Bhutan, Bhutan is a very strong place and the, uh, the regulation and the governing of Bhutan is very strong. Many times they will not allow you to come inside the country and the churches are basically underground. You are not allowed to share in, on the streets. You are not allowed to have crusades. You are not allowed to express your faith. Most of the people, they just gather in 10, 15, 20 numbers. But what I heard recently, there is a new open heavens over Bhutan. And I'm able to see many people are coming to the Lord. There are increase in numbers in pastors also, increase in numbers in fellowship also. The goodness of God is moving in that country. Yes, it is still difficult. I was talking to a pastor, which I don't want to name, but I was talking to the pastor and he was harassed for 10 years and he was not able to educate his own children in Bhutan. So he used to send them to the borders of India, a place called Siliguri, and that's the way the children got educated because nobody was giving them education in Bhutan. So they went there, they finished their schooling. Now they are into the higher standard. They are back with the father and um, helping in the ministry and things are now much, much better as it was 10 years back. When we think of all of these nations, uh, these nations surrounding India, we'd call them, I guess, South Sar Asian, South Asian nations. Yeah, we call them Sar countries. Okay. So in those nations, uh, there is, as you're saying, uh, a freshness and a lightness about the gospel. Is this something you think could be uh, a move of God or this could be the beginnings of something really significant? I strongly believe that India, along with all the South countries, is on the verge to see one of the greatest move. Yes, uh, we, you know, we started very small. There was a lot of persecution, but this persecution has turned and increased our faith more. This persecution has worked in our life that we have put our trust in God more. And now I see even my surrounding countries, you know, there is a huge persecution in Nepal. There is a big persecution in Bangladesh where uh, you, you, you may not find yourself, you know, because uh, <clears throat> this, is, this is something that people just want to finish you. But now I see that God is adding grace. He is opening doors. People are understanding the truth. There is so much of need in the hearts of people. People are depressed, confused. But when you take the name of Jesus, that's the time people find the peace. They find the joy. 
you know, when I was in, in places like Nepal, climbing the mountains, and I, my heart was so blessed to see that, you know, people far from different mountains where there is no light, where there is no road, uh, but the gospel have increased and now people have come to the Lord. Same thing in Bhutan. You know, one of the ladies, she was 106 years old, but now she's running a cell group in Bhutan and there are near about 20, 25 people coming in that gathering. So God is doing something great in our country. Same thing in India. I just visited a place in Orissa where there is no water supply, there is no electricity, there are no roads, but you're going to find people are just drawing to Jesus. And uh, this is just the beginning. I believe in next five to six years, we are having a great, great, great numbers coming to the Lord in our countries. And as you illustrate uh, with those numbers, a challenge to the official figures and say, yes, the growth in India is significant. But in those other nations around, the expectation that there'll be a move of God. And while your focus is on the preaching of the gospel and seeing people turn from their old life and finding new life in Christ, you've also got these dimensions of looking after orphans and widows and your good work is continuing for those Australians who might like to connect with a ministry like yours. And we're talking about a ministry in India, the Agape Global Ministries. Pastor Dr. Abhishek Masi is in Australia for just a short while longer. And then returning to India, there are more than 500 pastors under his spiritual oversight uh, in Australia looking to make new friends, looking to find people who'll stand alongside him, partnering with the good work that he's doing in those Asian nations. Here's the website for connecting with Pastor Abhishek Masi. Abhishekmasi.com. That's spelled A B H I S H E K M A S I H.com. And you can connect with him easily on Facebook. Pastor Dr. Abhishek Masi, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us once again today on 2020. Thank you, sir. It's my privilege. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.